You're listening to The Quad, a Killjoys podcast. My name is Annie. And I'm Chris. And I'm Stephanie. We are talking about Killjoys Season 3, Episode 2, A Skinner Darkly. While we will talk about anything and everything from the episode, there won't be spoilers for future episodes. So here's our quick reviews. I really loved both storylines of this episode. Dutch and Davin running the nerds through their paces, uh, I really thought had equal amounts tension and humor. And I really liked Zephyr. She was an adorable nerd. And I, I was really happy that Dutch gave her a second chance at the end of the episode, because when Turin dismissed her, I was like, wait! So I was really happy that she showed up in that later scene. And then with Clara turning out to be Ollie, I was like, whoa! And then, but I loved how she still put herself on the line for Johnny and still just defended him and kind of gave up everything for him. Even if she didn't retain the memories of their friendship, she couldn't remember anything, but I loved it. And the hack mod world is just even more fascinating with this concept of Skinners. And, uh, and Neela at the end, it's just like, yeah, a lot of stuff is building up. I feel the storyline is really building up well, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. So how about you, Chris? I really liked this episode, and I should add, I also really liked last week's episode. I thought they were great. I'm always up for an enclosed space mystery story, which is probably not the best way to put that. I think I think they usually call them like bottle episodes, mm. but it's a storyline, so it's a bottle storyline, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean, though. I, I thought Dutch and Davin's nerd recruitment storyline, pretty great. Uh, I kind of love... Johnny and Ollie slash Clara. And I love the hawk, the hawk. I love the, and I love the hack mod storyline. <laughs> be hawk mod if you Chris drank enough. Chris needs a drink, is what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> I've had too much hawk, which is what the problem is. That's, that's not true. Um, <laughs> anyway, I love the hack mod storyline. Michelle Lavretta does great world building stuff. So I appreciate that she often explores issues of social stratification and I really hope that story continues throughout the season. Also, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, we haven't heard Anila talk before, right? Mm -mm. No, and it was so disconcerting. It was so weird for me. I'm like, that is not the voice I expected to hear when she started talking. I so. wasn't really concerned about the voice, just, oh my god, that lipstick. It's too much for me. But, <laughs> but the lipstick isn't new. We've seen that before. I, I know, but it's just, yeah. It's her thing. Yeah. And the lipstick is trendy right now, like wearing really, really dark lipstick. Trendy thing right now. But her voice, oh my god, was so unnerving. I was just like, what is happening? I am completely, mind was kind of blown by the voice. It's like if, if anybody watches Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and, you know, if you're familiar with Rosa, the actress who plays Rosa is Stephanie Beatriz. To hear her talk normally, she does not sound like Rosa, and it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Go look it up, people who don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. It's it's strange. It's a bit of a, like, what is happening? It's the same thing. <laughs> same thing as listening to Anila talk after being familiar with Dutch for two seasons. I know. And especially since I think all of us have totally a voice crush on mm, Hannah John yes. Common. Like, hearing her talk so differently, it was just so bizarre. Again, it's like, what is happening? <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to rewatch yeah. it with that in mind. It was just 
Maybe maybe close your eyes okay. this time, Annie, so you won't get distracted by the lipstick. Yeah, it was just too much. <laughs> so and too much the green goo bath and yeah. What'd you think, Stephanie? I thought we had another solid episode this week, and I, I've just, the longer that I sit with it, the more I'm like, oh my gosh, I so love the hack mods. Mm-hmm. I just love the hack mod storyline in that world. And I thought this week's storyline was very intriguing. We got some really solid emotional moments with Johnny and Clara slash Ollie. And I'm, I'm sad that we seem to be leaving the hack mods behind, at least for now, but I hope we see them again soon. I feel pretty confident we'll see them again, because if nothing else, we have to tackle the factory at some point in the series, I would imagine. But I wanted, I want them back soon, please. Please. And why introduce so many new, interesting, named characters if you're not gonna... True. Not gonna use it. I'm sorry, go ahead, Stephanie. Yep. Oh, it's fine. And and like y'all, I, I thought the, the nerd auditions that Dutch and Davin were conducting were, were fun, and I also really ended up liking Zephyr. And, of course, I gotta say it, I'm so excited to see Delsea Kendry again! <laughs> I knew she was alive in my heart of hearts, but I really was eager for some confirmation, because everybody had me doubting my certainty at the end of last season. I was like, no, she's. we did not see a body. She is clearly alive, and she's alive! <laughs> so so here's, here's the thing, because I was like... Okay, you're totally going to hate me, Stephanie, because I was like, who is that at the end of the episode? Until I read your notes, because obviously I had... Seriously, Annie? Well, I was like, dang it, it's on the tip of my brain and I can't remember. Sorry. (sighs) I think it was just because she got resurrected and I was like, who is that? I know it's someone I should know. She looks different. I don't know. Her name was first in the guest credits. Okay, I forgot. <laughs> I didn't, I, no, that's what I was doing. I was pausing the guest credits going, I'm missing something. I know I sh- it should be. I'm it's hitting me over the head and I'm being really dumb right now, but I don't know. <sighs> I think everything just got sucked from my brain and went to Stephanie's in terms of the, all the knowledge and all the excitements. So I don't know. Well, I did uh, leave some green goo around your house. For okay. You to- <laughs> yeah. I was about to make a sarcastic comment about, uh, yeah, that seems scientifically feasible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. Now I know who it is because I was like, now I forgot how she died, supposedly, last season. Johnny. Oh, duh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Johnny shot her. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So. And we didn't see her die. She just crumpled to exactly. the ground. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for catching me up because I'm a dodo. So I was like, why can't I recognize this person? Was, believe me, I wasn't totally ignorant. I was just like, this is important and I'm not getting it. It's because I was sleep deprived when I saw that episode. Excuses, excuses. But I guess to just just to conclude that, that moment at the end, that little tag scene at the end, she is now, Delcea Kendry, I mean, she does have the Holland goo in her, mm-hmm. the way that she wanted the at the end of last season. And I'm very intrigued with that whole situation, with her being with Anila. Mm-hmm. Nope. I wonder if she's going to feel sexually confused. She's like, she looks like Dutch. Can I flirt with her? I'm unsure. I mean, I assume that was the note that they were specifically ending on, where she was kind of like, oh, wait. <laughs> That's why she looks so already confused. already a sexually she's charged like, atmosphere, because she's naked. <laughs> I'm yes. surprised, because I'm alive. But why am I so attracted to this woman? And she's in a bath. And that what do you mean, true. why? She, she knows why. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> she knows why she's well, attracted to her. She looks maybe like she Dutch. she lost her memories <laughs> and getting reinvigorated by the goo. I don't know. 
I don't think that's established as a thing that happens on the show. Anyhow, okay, sorry, on. sorry. Uh, <laughs> moving back to the other goo storyline. So, okay, we got an answer to the what was that thing that attacked Clara slash Ollie? Should we can we call her Ollie and we'll just agree we know that it's Clara, so we don't yeah, have sure, to keep saying sure. both names. Is so that we, cool? So we don't. Okay. Unless they bring her back on the show and just refer to her as Clara, I'm going to say let's keep calling her Ollie. So we don't keep calling her Claire Ollie. Yes. So the thing that attacked Ollie and Johnny last week, okay, I'm not, I'm still not sure I quite get it. So there's, they were taking skin from the Hackmon owners, Mm -hmm. but there seemed to be some sort of digital computery type component to it because they were all glowy when their skin got damaged. Yeah. Well, it seemed to be a... Did I miss something? I don't know. I mean, it seemed to be a process because the goo had to graft the hack mod owner's face onto the original face. And then it was a process that took like a couple of days. And then some some mods had some allergic reactions to it. So... I don't know. It didn't seem to be a perfected process. But was it not a goo glow? Was that what it was? It looked like it was vaguely, I don't know. To me, it looked like there was perhaps some sort of electronic component to it, but it could be I was just misreading the digital effects. No. I don't know. I I didn't see. I'm not sure anymore. Mm. Okay. Because I thought that was partially what led. It was primarily goo induced. Yeah. The grafting. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Goo-induced graphing. <laughs> and can I can I take a moment to talk about the goo grapher herself? <laughs> Please <Nico>. do. <laughs> the the goo grafting guru. <laughs> yeah. That's just too many <laughs> Thank goos. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> so Nico, I thought was super interesting. I was like I was partially a little worried because they they made a hack mod like a villain in this episode, but I feel like they struck the right balance with her as a character. Mm-hmm. It took me the whole episode to figure out like her motivations because I was like, why isn't she on the side of the hack mods who are going against the factory or why is she creating all this chaos? But again, like you were saying, Chris, there's all these different class levels and I really like how, you know, they made Nico a three-dimensional character with her own motivations and her own backstory. So I found it really fascinating. And the fact that her motivations are sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Is that is uh, that a good descriptor, do you, do you think? Like, you understand why she's doing it, is what yeah, I'm trying to say. Yeah. She's Not just, that you necessarily agree with it, yeah, but you're kind of like, the swap- yeah, I can see why that might push somebody to that action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though, did y'all also get the impression that she was exploiting other hack mods? Because... Mm-hmm. For sure, I, I understood her motivations toward the Hackmod owners. I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. I wouldn't do that personally, but I completely understand her anger mm. at those people. But then it seemed like she herself was also exploiting Hackmods to her own ends. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. See, that's yeah. where I thought she went too far. That and not the, not the killing? Well, that, that too. <laughs> yeah, but the face swapping thing is not good. <laughs> Yeah, the face swapping thing isn't good, Annie. (laughs) We're we're taking a hard stand on that one. (laughs) Don't swap faces, people. (laughs) Don't do this at home. 
Oh dear. But especially when she when she used Yoki to short out everybody's kill switches, it's just like, no, not cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, even before that, there was the discussion with the woman that we saw at the beginning of the episode. And she was talking about mm-hmm. having been with those people for however long and and all that thing. And I mean, Nico straight up killed her. I know. Right. Oh my for god. For having been seen. So I mean, it's pretty well established that she's not that sympathetic to the other hackmods necessarily that nice yeah you know she she knows that she is one of them but she doesn't necessarily treat them particularly well just because she's also a hackmod i mm-hmm. think for sure she's she, yeah she she is a privileged hackmod and sort of sees the others as perhaps underneath her beneath her i shouldn't say underneath her that sounds sexual beneath her uh <laughs> though i get the impression she'd be okay with that too yeah i don't know i'd be pretty scared <laughs> to be beneath to her with that system. leg Oh, the spiky leg? Yeah. Oh my god, that was such a uh, Terminator, you know, type moment with the leg when she killed the Hackmod. I was like, I was reminded of Shirley Manson in the Terminator series, the TV series, with her, what do you call it, metal arm thingy. So, Yeah, and Nico was played by Victoria Modesta, who is... She has a lot of, of names on her resume. She's like a model and an artist and a performer. And it feels like she... I would maybe classify her under kind of performance artist type of person. And those prosthetics that she wears on the show, those are all hers. Like she, she brought them with her. I get the impression because they're featured in a video that she did for her song prototype, which they featured in the episode, which is sort of like her, her theme for yes, when she started like kicking butt. Mm. Yes. Yes. There you go. I thought it was pretty <laughs> awesome. Mm hmm. But I thought it was it was cool that they they took that spike leg, which she you know had already had made for her for other purposes, and turned it into a weapon to be used on the show. I thought that was a, a neat use of that particular prosthetic. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out too is is the the glowing leg from that video also the one that was shooting at Ollie at the end? I believe so. I believe yeah. so. I think probably they used the fact that it glowed and then just added extra effects for the little, you know, balls of energy Glowy that were shooting at Ollie, I'm guessing. No, no, I thought it yeah. really fired off things. No, I'm I know. I'm I'm <laughs> <laughs> But I love Ollie's line at the beginning of that fight. It's you've got to be joking if you think you're going to take me down with that little stick. So I love that line. Should have known that Nico would have had more up her sleeve then than that yeah but i thought she was great i really enjoyed victoria modesta as as nico i thought she did a great job Mm -hmm. me too i'm well do you think it's possible she could return because we don't quite know i kind of hope so what the mods did with her so Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, they definitely left it wide open for whatever her fate might have been and and i and i gotta say going back to her being a villain I feel like they did several things, like, very smartly. I feel like they made it very clear that, first of all, she's in, like, this larger con- concept of the the hack mod culture. Because oftentimes it feels like when you have a person with a disability being cast as the villain, it feels like, you know, we're just, we're going to give this person the cane or a scar or whatever to signify that they're the villain. And that's really it. Like, there's no context for whatever their disability might be. So she exists in a larger context of the hack mods. And I liked that, you know, they made clear that 
it wasn't just the fact that she disliked basics that made her evil. You know, she was exploiting yeah. the other hack mods. Um, and I really liked that at the in the conclusion, it wasn't Johnny who dealt with her. It was other hack mods because, you know, she was exploiting them. And I liked that he called them in to kind of be the ones to ultimately decide her fate. Yeah. I love that badass shot of them going down the hall with all their their weapons and all their... With their weapons? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is an excellent hero shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, Stephanie, last week you were trying to remember if it was called a hero shot or not. It is. Uh-huh. It is called a okay, hero shot. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Chris. I was like, Chris would know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another thing that I would have said last week had I been there, which is now sort of irrelevant because they revealed it in this episode. I was going to throw out the theory that uh, Ollie was really Clara. <laughs> oh, so you're a lot smarter than me, obviously. Well, I mean, they introduced this woman who has Clara's arm. <laughs> and then they introduced the idea that people's faces might not actually be their faces. <laughs> and I'm like, I wonder if this is where that's going. And also there's already sort of a connection between her and Johnny. And I'm like, it it seems like this is where that's going. Well, yeah. And we're not talking about my face on your face in a sexy way, in a bad way. So... <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're talking about people wearing okay, other yeah. people's faces. Yeah, I know. It's Again, a little we different. took a hard stance, hard <laughs> stance against that one. People's faces being other on other people's faces in a sexy way. We're for that. <laughs> well, yeah, because I was like, wait a minute, Alice was a custom mod. How could it fit Ollie so well? I mean, yeah, they could have knocked out some random mod and you know, modified Alice to fit her. But I was I was like, They yeah. went around measuring people's arms. Yeah, but I was just like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Yeah, so something was, you know, getting at me going. It does, it definitely makes a whole lot of yeah. sense when that reveal happens. But I was like, wait, what happened in between the end of season two and the beginning of season three when Clara got captured or she knew she was in trouble and she had enough time to program Alice to find Johnny? When did that happen? It might have been that was just something she did as a precaution, Hmm. like when she left Johnny. It's true. I don't know that we get a clear explanation, but that would make sense to me. If she was going someplace by herself, she might program Alice to, you know, help them reunite Mm -hmm. should something go awry. Because, like, here's a person that she knows is trustworthy and would probably come when called. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it seems reasonable to me. And we had speculated last week that perhaps we might not see Stephanie Leonidas again because of her being on another TV show. And it seems like, yes, that was the case. Her schedule didn't allow her to return as Clara. So the Skinner storyline, on as well as being interesting, also like doubled as a means for them to explain the actor switch, which I think is pretty clever. (laughs) Yeah. Usually when you have that actor switch happen for actor unavailability, I find that the storyline is not very convincing at all. But in this case, it really worked for me. And I think Tommy Amber Perry is is doing a great job. Me too. I, I really like her. I really love her. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I went back, actually, and I watched rewatched 201, where we meet Clara, Dutch and the Real Girl, uh, just because I wanted to kind of like remind myself of what had been established about Clara and sort of her personality and, and things like that. And who the players and, were. And while... Exactly, exactly. And while... I'm not, I'm not trying to say, I don't think Tommy Amber Peary is trying to just like copy Stephanie Leonidas. I do feel like she captured 
the same essence of Clara very well. Mm-hmm. And I think they maybe gave us a little bit of a, a hint in this episode where she, Ollie returns and gives the hands to Johnny. And then he gets like excited about the hands and she calls him a nerd. <laughs> when uh, when Clara is introduced back into a one and she like sits down at, at Lucy's helm to take them down into Arkin, she says, I'm driving nerd and kind of pushes Johnny out of the way. So I kind of wonder if they included that little exchange as a, a nod back to Clara and Johnny and. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Yeah. Lavretta was the one who wrote this episode. So. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love that. You gave me hands? Oh, you gave me hands. <laughs> <laughs> so Johnny. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I think I really, really love that scene when Johnny reveals to Ollie that she's Clara and Ollie kind of freaks out and wants to take the face off and Johnny hugs her and she has that tear, and I was just like, oh, it was, yeah, it was a bit, great, great scene. Good acting. So I was, I was considering like, it yeah, less of a hug and more of a protective hold to true. keep her from stabbing her face. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Again, I'm saying no to the faces despite my seemingly light stance on it, but. <laughs> <laughs> no to the face stabbing. Please don't do that, people. <laughs> no to the faces. Switching to something somewhat serious, though, in rewatching 201, it actually made me even more sad. That scene, it made that scene even more sad to me because Claire has this line back in, in 201 where she says, you know, somebody, somebody basically, they took me and they changed my body against my will and I'm not going to let it happen again. No! I'm like, oh, oh. darn it! <sighs> yeah. I mean, at least in this case, Yoki was trying to protect her. Right. But but still, it's just it made me oh it made me ache even even harder for that scene. Although can can I just throw this out here? If Clara has no memories, or rather if Ollie has no memories of Clara's life from the past six years, could it be that Yoki and Clara talked about it? And maybe, maybe. Clara agreed to it in the circumstances? Yeah, yeah I'm I'm gonna hope. I'm going to hope that it was something that she was able to agree to. Could those memories be stored somewhere somehow? I don't know. Hmm. Like a recording or something. But yeah, that was a little confusing for me that Yoki had was the one who, you know, modded Ollie. Because initially I thought it was just, you know, done by uh, Nico or something like that. I was like, wait, what? So, but it was all to protect ollie just done in this really drastic way but still i was like you know how much did ollie slash clara consent because um yoki says she freaked out when she first told her everything yeah but another really emotional moment in that storyline that i really liked was when johnny and ollie were saying goodbye at the end Mm. where, where johnny was saying i think i figured out why i haven't gone home yet it's because he didn't want to leave Clara slash Ollie without, you know, someplace she also wanted to go home to. So yeah. I'm going to I'm going to hope that Ollie Ollie wants to be in Rat City and she finds home and community with the folks there and that we see them again soon because I liked them so much. I know. Same. And and the pinky swear. I mean, have Johnny and Dutch done a pinky swear? I thought they had. I think he and Potter did pinky swears, didn't they? Okay, I, I, I just like I'm like, I swear we've done a pinky swear some uh, somewhere in the series. So, but do you pinky yeah. swear? 
I, I I can't remember now. I know we've, we've seen Johnny do a pinky swear before, but now I can't remember if it was with Potter or with Dutch. But I, I agree, Annie. I think we've seen that before with, mm-hmm. with him. And But I just knew when Johnny yeah. did that, that he had that same kind of, you know, protectiveness and bond with Ollie almost as much as he has with Dutch. Just, you know, someone that he really, really values. And I was just like, oh. But I love yeah. the fact that, you know, when... Ollie was rallying all the other hack, hack mods to go and help Johnny. That line she had, they made us mods, not monsters. And that she was still willing to give up everything for him and go in and, you know, go in shooting, which was awesome when she shot down the guards. Even if she didn't retain her memories of him from when she first met him. I thought that was really good. And I think that maybe speaks to who Clara is as a person deep mm-hmm. down, like yeah. who Ollie slash Clara is as a person. Cause she also, you know, she was very loyal to the fact that, you know, Dutch was the one who came in and rescued her from where she was being held on eulogy. You know, she's like, I wish my brothers had come and saved me, but they didn't. Mm. You did. So yeah, I'm yeah. going to do you this favor. So I-, I feel like it really gelled with what we've seen of Clara before. Mm-hmm. Bring her back. I know. I liked her so much. Me too. So just a bit of news. We are covering season two of Winona Earp on our multi-fandom podcast called Finalysis. Uh, Annie and I are discussing small batches of episodes. We're going to be talking about the first five episodes of season two in our first Winona Earp discussion for the season. You can listen and find out how to subscribe at askgenretv.com slash fan. And over on Tatiana is Everyone, which is our Orphan Black podcast, we are currently covering the fifth and final season of the series. Chris and I, we are releasing weekly episode discussions. You can listen to the podcast and find out how to subscribe at our website, tatianaiseveryone.com. And now, back to Killjoys. <laughs> I love that. So let's talk about what Dutch and Davin were up to this episode, the, the majority of the episode. They were sort of conspiring with Turin to recruit some new nerds, or as Turin puts it, you need a new brain. <laughs> to which Dav responds, well, you need a new face. <laughs> which I thought was great. <laughs> I love the antagonism between Davin and Turin. I love the antagonism between Davin and Turin and between Davin and Fancy. He's just, Luke McFarlane is just really good at that kind of petty back and forth mm-hmm. sarcastic stuff. It's super entertaining. <laughs> it's true. And the whole, what, what was Turin's comment about his terrible, terrible two, cologne or something like that? And then yeah, yeah, Davin just, I smell great. Are you going to solve all that with your cologne and your sexual tension? (laughs) I smell great. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm sure he does. That reminds me of a line that Johnny had that I liked. Like, my ears are adorable. (laughs) I know. And they can hear you. you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess just as a... a as a slight Johnny aside for a moment, I forgot to mention, I also really enjoy the fact that in the other storyline, Johnny got to kind of be the Dutch for that 
operation where they were sneaking into the the clinic because usually it's Dutch who's like interfacing with the people they're trying to to you know pull the wool over their eyes and she gets to pretend to be somebody different so it was right. fun to see Johnny be kind of like swaggery and smooth yeah <laughs> although I have to say and I'm sorry Johnny but Dutch is better at it. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> but I did like how Johnny got to use his uh, his mod again to get out of the uh, yes. restraints. That was cool. Yeah. But uh, I have to say a little note at the beginning with, with the Davin and Dutch, you know, when they're getting into the uh, computer and they're trying to break into Molly. And he's like, I loved that scene. Maybe if you do it faster, th- that's totally me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, and, and Dutch is like, maybe the zero the zeros are O's. I'm all, yeah, that's what I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I just I love their their like it's gonna explode. We're just gonna take the hard drive. <laughs> and then, and then they were so proud five. of themselves that they high fived each other in front of Turin. I know. I know. He's just I shaking know. his head. The expression on Dutch's face, like you rarely see her so like gleeful. <laughs> you know, I thought it, she'd have a straight man face. She was just so funny. <sighs> Too much time with Davin. Yeah. yeah. Without Johnny to balance it out. I guess. I know. <laughs> They reference the sexual tension between Dutch and Davin again, but I, I feel like they are so clearly moving more into just like buddy colleagues, yeah. and I love it. I think they're super fun together as coworkers. <laughs> I am actually. I want to. I want to say I'm okay with it either way, but I do enjoy this dynamic. Mm-hmm, me too. Yeah, me too. Mm. If nothing else, they they needed to take a break. I think before they could be a couple again. Oh, but for I am sure. definitely in enjoying the dynamic that they currently have. That high five, man! That just oh, that oh. gave me so much joy. <laughs> Somebody make a gif of that. Oh God! I'm sure yeah. they already have, Annie. Okay, <laughs> I will find one for you later. Thank you. <laughs> oh, so what did y'all think of the nerds? I thought the the concept was great. Uh, of course, you know, I again, I'm dense. I'm like, oh, what do you mean it was a simulation? So I didn't figure that out beforehand. But I th- I thought they worked well together, most of them. And, um, I was going to say, did they? Well, kind of, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I mean, individually, they each had a little moment, um, at least two of them did. Where they helped out. I was out. gonna say, I was like so surprised that the the dark haired nerd passed the test. It felt like he was useless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His most notable thing that he does is throw up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was super good at cleaning up his own vomit, and therefore... <laughs> and we're recruiting you for janitorial duties. Well, yeah, yes. again, I think Davin just wanted to recruit him for janitorial duties so he wouldn't have to do it on, on Lucy. So. But there That's wouldn't true. have been anything to clean up if he hadn't been there, so true, true. it kind of defeats the purpose. I'm just saying. But there could be other people, maybe in the future, and Davin's like, hey... Lucy gets mad when she's dirty. This this guy will be handy. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But oh. no, I was I was fully expecting Eric Knudsen to be the guy to get recruited because he's the one I recognized. Yeah, oh, <laughs> and that's how okay. TV works. <laughs> that that is how TV works. Yep. Yeah, yep. Eric Knudsen. He was. If you're not familiar, he was over on Continuum. He was a, a main character over there, and I always really liked him on Continuum. He was one of the the characters I always really liked. Did did you watch the whole series? I can't remember now. Oh, goodness, no. I watched the first season, and then I tried to watch season two, and I was so confused. Okay. So I just kind of gave up. So I'm like, he gets a whole lot less likable in the later seasons. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. But I thought he was a good actor, I guess is what oh, I'm saying. that's fair. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the actor. You like the actor. Gotcha. 
<laughs> yes, I like the actor. <laughs> but I, I thought so too, Chris, that he would be the one who, who would pass. And then after I'm like, okay, it's probably going to be him and Zephyr. And then Zephyr didn't pass. And, yeah, but the, I was like, the dark-haired hey. nerd did. <laughs> and I thought Zephyr was great. I was, I like you, Annie, I was super glad to see that Dutch gave her a second chance. Hopefully she doesn't have to, like, hide Zephyr from Turin for the rest of the... I know, I know. ...the season, though. <laughs> watch, Zephyr's... That could get complicated. Well, watch, Zephyr's probably going to be in some situation where she saves their butts through her nerddom, and then Turin will re- reluctantly acknowledge her or something. And Confession, I was actually very annoyed with Zephyr. <laughs> For That's most fine. of the episode, uh, until the end when she was talking to Dutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when I started to like her, too, was that scene. Yeah, as soon as she's basically like, I'd follow you anywhere. And I'm like, I get you now. <laughs> 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 I understand. Oh, the the actress who played her, I believe her name is Kelly McCormick. Is it Kelly? Something like that. Forgive me. She she tweeted something to the effect of like a little screen cap. She's like, here's where Zephyr just completely you know, fell for Dutch and, and just was like, I'll follow you anywhere, Dutch. And she said something to the effect of like, not that it's hard, because seeing Hannah John Common work, I basically felt the exact same way. And I just felt like, Zephyr is us. Zephyr is all yes. of us. Yes. See, that's why I liked her. I was like, it was the aura about her. I'm like, yes, I'd follow you anywhere. But uh, I think the way she said it a little too eagerly, that would have been me. Like, I'll follow you yeah. anywhere and I have a crush on that you. That would have been you. Yes, yeah. that would have been you, Annie. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and then, but see, you wouldn't have shown any any embarrassment about it in the moment. And then later you'd be retelling the story. And you're like, I was so embarrassed. I'm like, we wouldn't have known. <laughs> you just seem shameless. <laughs> yeah, Zephyr is me. <laughs> but then me, in my head canon, I'm like, oh, I think Zephyr has a crush on Dutch. But that's just me. Dutch did seem like maybe she got that vibe from her and yeah. her response to well, yeah. Zephyr. Yeah, because the whole, I'd, I think I'd follow you anywhere. And then little too honest. Your idiot thoughts have become outies. So yeah. So yeah. I mean, Dutch seemed Dutch seemed cool with it, but I think she also felt a little like a little bit like, how do I respond to this? I feel. <laughs> but I feel like Dutch is used to it at this point. Cause yeah, probably. That's a pretty so common kind of response to Dutch. Yeah. So that kind and of she woman. kind of d- cultivates that on purpose sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, so. for sure. Yeah. But did you see the whole it was a simulation all along thing coming, Chris? No. Yeah, I didn't either. Because I thought when Zephyr was asking Davin all of those questions about his like physiological I thought it was going to be about the goo. Me too. No, I yep. thought it was just she was just making sure he was okay after, you know, all the spray stuff that it, you know, and that um, they weren't infected anymore. So I thought she was she just suspicious. So I, I I knew she had another motive for asking all the questions, but I thought it was going to be about him no, him not being affected by something because of the goo. Mm. Moist well, see, that, I think that was part of <laughs> that was part of my my not caring for her that much during the episode because it just seemed like she was just causing problems yeah. and and running off. So they had to go chase after her instead of actually doing what it was that they said they were there to do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, stay on task, Zeph. <laughs> But no. Though though she and Eric Knudsen's character, who I don't remember his name. It's not it wasn't on IMDb the last time I looked. His character's name? I don't remember. And, uh, yeah. It, it was just blank his name his character name. We can, on IMDb. We can do what our coworker Neuralis does and just call him Alex since that was his name on Continuum. <laughs> oh, that made me so mad. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to. I just wanted to to pester you. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. 
but but Eric Knudsen and and Zephyr were at least helpful in that whole dealing with the electrical box thing. Like she was at least helpful in that moment. Uh, but yeah, I agree. She did feel like she was distracting from everything else that was going on. But then, you know, in retrospect, it's like, okay, I can see how maybe that would be part of the reason Dutch recruited her. Because mm-hmm. they're dealing with something weird. So mm-hmm. having somebody mm-hmm. who is thinking outside of the box could be good. Right. Right. Because they were all focused on the situation at hand. She was thinking of lar- larger context stuff. And uh, you need both, right? Mm-hmm. To, yeah. to have a, especially for what they're recruiting them for. They want people who can do both things. Right. And it makes sense to me because like, Dutch and Davin are both soldiers, basically. So they're like, mission focused, I would think. Yeah. So having somebody thinking about other stuff all the time well, could, yeah, you need could be an asset. Two sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it when Dutch was, they're all going down the hall to get out of there. Dutch is like, any mini miny nerd. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> we're missing one. <laughs> I also enjoyed Dutch telling Davin to eat the nerds if she died oh, in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best line. <laughs> If this fails and I die horribly, pr- promise you'll eat all of them. I can get through winter. <laughs> I, I like that David was just kind of like, of course. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so it was great to see Dutch and Davin working together as pals, as buddies. But it was also fantastic to have the team reunited at the end of the episode. Aww. Oh, my God. Okay, except why would Dutch point her gun at Johnny? Wouldn't like if... You know, Lucy knows that Johnny's on board, and I don't know, maybe Dutch is just extra jumpy or something. But I mean, Dutch, why would she assume that it was Johnny? I don't know. Doesn't she, like, know his footsteps by now? You know, I don't know. She was kind of asleep. <laughs> I, know, I know, but... <laughs> if you just get suddenly woken up, and uh, people often try to assassinate you... True. <laughs> I would also just, like, you know, draw my weapon first. Not, not fire right away, mind you, okay. but... I liked the reference to the fact that if she had shot him, it wouldn't have been the first time. I know. Aw. And then, and I, and then I, I think, was... what a weird reason to go, aw. I know. <laughs> but it did. It did make me aw. And I'm so glad that Dutch and Johnny got to reunite alone at first, even though I know he loves his brother and everything. I know. It's Dutch and Johnny. That they're, was so special. They're our show. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, shut up. I don't care. And I'm like, oh. I know. So I kept know. going all oh, out loud at the end. I know. <sighs> I I loved the shut up. I don't care because yeah. you know it's it just solidifies how much they love each other. Like Dutch is like, I don't even hold it against you. I get it. You were hurting. You needed to do your thing. Just hug me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but isn't that the great thing about them? Like they get each other, and it's nice. They do. They're mm-hmm. platonic soulmates, and it makes me happy. It, that is the best me platonic too. friendship I've ever seen. I think in television, it's one of the best. So. And it's between a man and a woman. Huh? <laughs> it can be done. Yes. TV writers. <sighs> and then Lucy getting in on the reunion. If ships could cry, I would have rested, John. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Oh, Lucy. <laughs> and I believe her. I think she would have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also loved... Uh, Lucy thanking uh, Dutch earlier in the episode for asserting that no one would be replacing John Jacoby. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's right. Lucy- <laughs> oh, Lucy. There hasn't been enough Lucy. I know. Yeah, I wish there's there'd been more. Hopefully she'll get featured more in, in the future episodes. Yeah, maybe now that John's back. 
Yeah, because she has a lot of her scenes with him because mm-hmm. they have they have a close relationship. It's true. The ship and <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> I know Lucy's so much more than a ship, but it's sometimes weird to think about it. So this is me being completely uh, uh, shallow and just appreciating the wardrobe. Last last week I t- I mentioned the sleeveless shirts on people. Way to go. <laughs> But this this also was true last week. They've been putting Davin in a lot of these, like, shawl collar sweaters. It's a really good cut for him. He's looking really sexy. I mean, the Jacoby brothers both can can wear a shawl collar sweater, which is they not can. something that is true of a lot of people. <laughs> no. What is a shawl collar sweater? Me, fashion. We, we will no. find you a picture later. Annie. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yes. But, but the Davin's J- been wearing a lot of them. The Jacoby brothers, like, <laughs> really pull them off. They do. They look so cozy, and you just kind of want to snuggle them. Yes. It's it's true. I also want to mention, and and I'm surprised that you didn't mention it last week, but that's okay. I'll forgive you. They have been making excellent music choices. And when I say they, I mean Andrea Higgins, whom I love. <laughs> I, am, I am declaring my love for Andrea Higgins, which is probably weird. You are not I'm alone sorry. in that. But... Uh, here we had the aforementioned prototype by Victoria Modesta. And then uh, at the end of the episode, they had We All Bleed by Ronan. And there's just been like some really sort of epically dramatic song choices at the ends of the episodes. And I like yeah, what it. Was the, the one, what was the one from last week's episode that you really liked? It was by The Session? It was The Fall by The Session, spelled S-E-S-H-E-N. Yeah, I like that one. I, I actually tweeted at Andrea Higgins to be like, what song was that? It was great. <laughs> and and I went and I bought it on iTunes because I liked it so much. I know. I have to update both my Killjoys and Winona Earp uh, iTunes list right now. Because that is also Andrea Higgins, right? Yep. That is. Yeah. What is Andrea's uh, title on the show? Music supervisor? Yes, I believe mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Okay. She does a great job. Andrea Higgins for Arpix Media, I think it is. So let's conclude with a couple of questions, one of which is kind of like a lingering question from last week, because at the end of last week's episode, we see Davin get into one of the Holland ships and the ship disappeared. And I worry that that was foreshadowing he wouldn't be around in this episode, but he was around. So why did he get in the ship? Where did he take it? Why is he not telling anybody he can get in the spaceships? I know, even Dutch. What's going on, Dav? Yeah. Well, did he take the plane somewhere or did he just sit in it? You know, no, the so. plan de- disappeared. Yeah, I know um, it disappeared, so I, but I don't know if he I flew it anywhere. I assumed that it that meant that it took took off, but it's possible he just cloaked it again. I don't know. That would seem kind of silly, but it implied to me from the special effects that he took it somewhere. But I could be wrong. I'm fairly certain we got a message from somebody about somebody looking like Davin, but not actually Davin. And I wondered about that for a second, but to me, that doesn't make sense necessarily just because like what we see in this episode is only one person can have the skin <laughs> true right true because yeah that's a good point you know and, and then the thing with dutch and anila we don't know why there is a dutch and an anila but there seems to be a greater context for that as well um mm-hmm. unless there's some sort of thing we don't know about the green goo hmm. i don't think that's what's going on yeah, I think we can we can take the idea that the person who got on the plane was one of the the Skinner people because clearly only the one skin. However, I think 
we can leave on the table that it's possible it's somebody else who looked like Davin because we have Dutch and Anila. That seems unlikely. I think that's they're probably going to keep that unique to Dutch and Anila. But I'm willing to leave it on the table until yeah. we have a better answer. Right. I don't know. I'm hoping it's just unique to Dutch and Anila because if there's, you know, doubles running all over the place, it becomes really, really confusing for me. I'm confused enough as it is sometimes because... I can't remember who Delsea is, so, you know, don't ask me anything. <laughs> the only reason I might be willing to be like, okay, it's possible for Davin is because he does have that unique relationship with the green goo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, maybe. I don't think, again, I don't think so, but not impossible at this point. Right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And then I feel like this was probably just a lie that, uh, you know, Nico was blowing some smoke up Yoki's skirt to earned her loyalty but yoki makes a, a reference to the fact that nico is setting up a colony for hackmod somewhere in the J, and i didn't know if that was they were possibly dropping that little tidbit as relating to a future storyline again i feel like she was a pretty big liar nico i mean so i don't think that's necessarily true but maybe i don't know i took it as true because because i figure it just could be another angle for the hackmods more hackmods to come into the story later i don't know Oh, it was Fred. Fred was the one who was asking about who was entering the Holland Fighter as Dav. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my other tidbit, when Johnny asks Ollie, what year is it? And she thinks it's year 1056. And I was like, huh, how are years counted in J in this world that Michelle Avretta has created? Has that ever been mentioned? No, because it doesn't really need to. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just, you know, I was like, star date, blah, blah, blah. But that was just, I thought that was a fascinating tidbit. Oh, I know, but I mean, everything, it, it's such a an arbitrary thing, mm-hmm. right? Because if you were an alien and you came here and you were like, 2017, but why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Earth's been a lo- around a lot longer than that. Yeah. Why, when did you start counting exactly? Do you know... Chris, you are you are our resident Star Trek nerd. Do the star dates are that actually related to anything realistic, or is that just something they completely made up for the I've show? I've always wondered that. Okay, I think I don't remember exactly what the details are, but I remember the. I think the first number is actually about what century it is. Okay, so there there is a method to it. I could not tell you exactly what it is because I no longer remember. Okay. But not completely arbitrary, is my point. (laughs) I was wondering if it was perhaps a nod, maybe, to the star dates, because it was, wasn't it always like number point, number point, Mm -hmm. number on Star Trek? Mm -hmm. And Ollie said it 1056, not like 1056, the way that we might say it, you know, when referring to the Earth year 1056. So I didn't know if perhaps they were giving a nod to the multiple sections of the date that Star Trek used. It could be. And it w- it is like, you know, 43, 7, whatever. Or, I mean, I don't remember exactly what the thing is. Point, whatever. Yeah. Mm. There's, there's just the one point, is my point. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being pointy, Chris. <laughs> You're welcome. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode of Killjoys. You can send them to us at killjoys at askgenretv.com. We love getting voice messages, which you can send to us in a couple of ways. Record a voice memo on your smartphone and email it to us, or call our listener voicemail line at 
888-888-7223. Follow us on Twitter or Tumblr at Killjoys Podcast. We often live tweet during the East Coast airings of Killjoys in the U.S. and Canada. Though we've been bad about it lately. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Quad is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. To find our other podcasts about Orphan Black and Lost Girl and some other shows, visit our website, askgenretv.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you in the quad. 